section twenty one of the age of the condottieri by oscar browning this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by pamela nagami chapter nine savonarola part three in external politics the party of the piagnoni always held more or less closely to the king of france and hoped for his return to italy the opposite party were attached to the league of venice which had intercepted charles the eighth at fornovo of these milan and the pope were powerful members and the pope had recently shown his feeling against france by giving the consecrated hat to henry the seventh of england the party of savonarola were very careful to keep the elections to the public offices favourable to themselves the more so because they feared the vengeance of the friends of the executed conspirators the signory which governed florence in the last month of fourteen ninety seven were favourable to savonarola and they continued to negotiate with the pope in his favour but the friar did not await the result of these interventions and on the evening of christmas day in that year he celebrated mass at last on february eleventh fourteen ninety eight he again ascended the pulpit in the cathedral this is a very important event as it was a direct denial of the pope's authority in his sermon he spoke of the excommunication and denied its validity he said that it had been brought about by the florentines whose only desire was to do away with good living and the commonweal he said that if he did not preach he should be excommunicated by christ to whom he said should you betake yourselves to those who are blessed by the pope and whose life is a shame to christianity or to those who are excommunicated by the pope but whose life brings forth fruit of truth and daily becomes better a change now took place in the attitude of the pope toward florence it was believed that charles the eighth was preparing another expedition into italy and the florentines expected by this means to recover the possession of pisa which was the great object of their desire but the pope now suddenly promised to give them pisa and said that in his eyes its union with florence would be favourable to the unity of italy the florentines were on their side inclined to accept the offer it would cost them nothing whereas charles would demand a contribution in money on february twenty sixth alexander wrote to complain that savonarola although excommunicated was performing priestly functions and asked that he should be arrested and sent to rome he however continued to preach and prophesied the terrible retribution that would fall upon his country o italy thou shalt be given into the hands of savage people a barbarous race who shall only take pleasure in doing you harm and slaughtering men and in the sight of blood they will be barbarians cruel as lions and will come from this side and from that italy then shall be given into the hands of a strange people every one of which will rack his brains to do thee harm and even the worst they can and it shall be worse for rome than for any other city your property your treasures shall be given into their hands this many years later in fifteen twenty seven seemed to the piagnoni a prophecy of the descent of constable bourbon and of the sack of rome 
the pope's brief of february twenty sixth was referred to a committee which was favourable to the friar an ambassador was sent to rome with explanations but he found the pope very angry and he threatened florence with an interdict on march ninth in another brief he attacked the doctrines and the orthodoxy of the friar the citizens were told that to hear the friar preach was a sin that they might be absolved if they confessed immediately and promised not to offend again but that if they continued in their contumacy they would be papally excommunicated and could only be absolved by the pope a party now arose of young men of family who were opposed to the friar the head of these was dolfo spini party spirit ran high some said that frau girolamo was a good and holy man but that it was safer to obey the pope an interdict would destroy the commerce and prosperity of florence others amongst whom was francesco valori asserted that the frate was a direct messenger from god and that the pope had no authority to prevent his preaching at last on march seventeenth a new committee determined to ask savonarola to suspend his preaching he said to the messengers who brought the news is that your will my lords they said it is he replied i have another lord whom i must consult i will give my answer to-morrow the next day he preached his farewell sermon he said the true believers must have recourse first to their confessor then to the bishop then to the pope but if all these forsake him he must go to christ and say thou art my confessor thou art my pope he agreed to obey the orders of the committee but declared that some sign from heaven would soon be given to prove the truth of his mission savonarola did not give up the struggle he persuaded his friends to write to the florentine ambassadors in france and spain that the time was come in which a general council ought to be called he drafted letters on the same subject to the emperor maximilian the kings of france spain england and hungary in these he declared alexander not to be a true pope these letters were never sent but they were written the schism in the city was not healed crowds still flocked to st mark's to hear the devoted friend of savonarola fra domenico of pesca who took his place in the pulpit at last a strange method was adopted for deciding the quarrel in the year 1063 a monk of Vallombrosa had charged the bishop of florence with having obtained his see by simony the charge was rejected by the lord of florence at that time but the monk offered to prove his case by passing unhurt through two rows of burning faggots he did so with safety and the bishop was condemned fra domenico da pesca now offered to pass through the fire to prove the truth of savonarola's teaching and a franciscan friar of santa croce offered to enter the flames with him to prove the contrary they would both be burned but the truth would prevail the authorities of the city doubted for a long time if they should permit the ordeal but at last they did so if fra domenico was burned savonarola was to leave the city everything was arranged the gates were closed the streets guarded the trial was to take place on saturday april seventh fourteen ninety eight the eve of palm sunday at four o'clock in the afternoon the propositions which fra domenico was prepared to defend were these the church of god needs renovation 
it shall be scourged, it shall be renewed. Florence also, after scourging, shall be renewed and shall prosper. Unbelievers shall be converted to Christ. This shall all come to pass in our own time. The excommunication recently launched against our reverend father, Brother Girolamo, is null and void. Those who do not observe it do not sin. The platform necessary for the ordeal was erected in the great square of the seigniory. It was forty ells long and five wide, covered with earth, and paved with stones so as to resist the fire. A pathway, an ell wide, was left in the middle, and on each side were piled up the faggots and logs of wood. The brothers of the two orders arrived at the spot and took up their position in the Loggia de Lanzi on the south side of the square. The Franciscans advanced in silence without ceremony, but Fra Domenico was dressed in full priestly robes and held in his hand a huge crucifix. Savonarola was also clad in a pluvial and carried a pyx with the consecrated host. Some citizens with lighted candles accompanied him. The Dominicans had been celebrating divine service in St. Mark's and marched to the square chanting psalms with a loud voice. An unexpected difficulty arose. The Franciscans demanded that Fra Domenico should take off his robes and dress like a Franciscan. They also would not allow him to enter the flames with the crucifix and the host. Savonarola would not permit him to go otherwise. The dispute carried till dusk, and the people were disconcerted and confused. The friends of Dolfo Spini, the Arabiata, and the Companacci, as they were called, proposed to seize Savonarola. The feeling of the people was now strongly against the Dominicans. They said that their wish to carry the host and the crucifix into the flames was an insult to God. The Franciscan had offered to enter the flames alone. The whole thing was a trick and a delusion. On Palm Sunday, Savonarola preached in St. Mark's, but those who went to hear him were threatened by the Companacci. A Dominican preaching in the afternoon in the cathedral was interrupted by loud cries. The tumult spread from the church to the streets. The people rushed to St. Mark's to bring the business to an end. The seigniory in vain summoned them to lay down their arms, on the condition that Savonarola should leave the city in twelve hours. They continued to shout against him and against Valori. Valori, who was at St. Mark's, returned with difficulty to his house, and on his way from thence to the public palace was met by some of the relations of the men whom he had had executed and was murdered. The monks defended their convent as well as they could against attack. Savonarola stood before the altar in the midst of his novices, with the host in his hand, the brethren kneeling around him in prayer. Then appeared the messengers from the seigniory bidding him to go with them. They guaranteed him against violence, and he determined to obey. He took leave of his brother friars in an affecting speech, urging them to remain firm in faith, prayer, and patience, and swearing to them, before the sacrament, that he had never preached anything but the truth. They then proceeded with lights and torches, and a large body of soldiers to the public palace where he was thrown into prison. Savonarola's strength had lain in his opposition to the Pope, an opposition intensified by the different characters of their morality. Florence now desired to be friends with the Pope, 
and the supernatural foundation on which the friar had attempted to base his mission had broken down his political enemies rose against him his religious supporters could no longer defend him the days which followed were most painful savonarola was examined under torture we cannot be sure of the authenticity of the confessions thus extorted it is said that he gave himself up to despair that he doubted of the reality of his mission that he confessed that he had always expected some supernatural intervention which never came it is asserted that he admitted that his object had been the glory of the world and to have credit and reputation and that with this object he had invented his prophecies the seigneury which entered upon office on may first fourteen ninety eight was the bitter enemy of the friar on may twenty second he and two friars his companions were condemned to death they were first to be hanged and then burned their offence was declared to be heresy in denying the pope to be the true pope the perversion of holy scripture and the divulgence of the secrets of confession as well as the causing of dissension and deaths in the city the last night of savonarola in prison was spent in a parting colloquy with his disciples they communicated together and then watched in prayer after this savonarola slept peacefully his hand resting on the knee of jacopo nicolini who had come to comfort him the other friars were executed on may twenty third in the square of the signori on the very place where the platform had been prepared for the ordeal they were divested of their orders they then received a plenary indulgence from the pope which they acknowledged with reverence the first hanged was maruffi then buonavicini then savonarola as he mounted the ladder to his execution he gazed with widely opened eyes upon the crowd which had thronged to see him die and called out my people what have i done to you that you should treat me thus they were all dead before their bodies were burnt their ashes were thrown into the arno but their memory was long preserved and for many years reverent and loving hands placed fresh flowers on the spot where they had suffered on the anniversary of their execution End of section twenty one